Hello, and welcome to About This Writing Thing, a weekly podcast about the writing life, or rather living the writing life. I am your host, Sayward Bieler, writer for women, podcaster, and developmental editor. Yes, you heard that correctly. I am offering developmental editing services on my website. So if you want to check those out, it's saywordbeeller.com. And then you can just go to the services tab. I am a little out of sorts this week. I do apologize. There's nothing really going on. I've had anxiety about absolutely nothing, which hopefully some of you can... (laughs) Some of anyone listening, hopefully one of you might be able to kind of identify or at least understand being absolutely just lost on why you feel so anxious, why you feel like the world is about to fall down. I mean, we still carry on. We still do what we have to do, but there is this sick, heavy feeling just settled in the pit of our stomachs, and it's pretty uncomfortable. It has affected me a little bit. I haven't really worked very much this week, which is another thing that... It's another danger of working at home. It's just so easy to say, you know what, I'll do that tomorrow. I'm going to take the day off. Whereas if you have an eight to five job, you don't really have the luxury of saying, hey boss, I'm just not feeling it today. So I'm going to take the day off. I'll be back in tomorrow, maybe. (laughs) But when you work at home, it's just really easy to say, I'm not feeling it today. So I think I'm just going to take a step back and self-care, I guess. And I don't mean to say that self-care isn't a real thing because it absolutely is. And and as writers, especially, especially as writers working at home where you're constantly alone with your words. And if you're like me, you don't get outside very often. Self-care is important and I'm trying to put it into my schedule more just so that I don't lose my ever-loving mind, which it may be a little too late for. I don't know. (laughs) I have two adult children living at home now. My husband and I were like, yeah, we're, we're finally to the point where we're living our lives, but not yet. I mean, it's a lot different than when you have kids that depend on you for things. Mostly, I just need to know if I need to leave the bottom lock unlocked for my daughter if she's going to come home at night. <laughs> it's um, it's interesting living with grown children. I, my son is my youngest and he graduated, oh, 2018, I think. Isn't that horrible? I'm a mother who doesn't remember. <laughs> That's okay. (laughs) I'm not going to beat myself up about it because I beat myself up about a lot of things. So I've told my son that he is the worst roommate. Him and his girlfriend. I said, y'all are terrible roommates. But of course, as a parent, you're you're used to your kids being terrible roommates because they pretty much are for their entire childhoods. (laughs) So you make it work. And we're making it work. It's just, uh, it's a really nifty excuse for me to use as a writer to say, oh gosh, I can't do that because I have to do this because of my kid, (laughs) my grown kid. (laughs) So today, I guess what we're doing, there's no transcript for this show, as I'm sure you can tell, because I am absolutely rambling. But guess what, everyone? This is me. This is Sayward Broyles Eller. I am a rambler and a little bit scattered. I'm going to try to reel it in so that this isn't a complete waste of your time by talking a little bit about writing. On 
I think it was, well, it was earlier this week. Maybe it was Monday. Maybe it was Sunday. I received another rejection. And usually when I receive a rejection, I curl up into a ball and I cry and I tell myself that, you know, I'm just a, a shit writer and I should just throw it all in and there's no point in me even trying anymore and I just need to go out and get a regular job. You know, anybody who's received a rejection letter, even though on Twitter it's like, oh, I got a rejection, I'm just going to add it to my stack. I know a lot of those people who are being very positive on Twitter are really crying as they type out this positivity because... <laughs> Because I'm there. I, you know, I've entered four contests this summer and I have been rejected for every single one of them. I have submitted to a couple of publications and I've been rejected from all of the, the places that I've submitted. And the first time I was like, this is the best story that I've ever written. As you improve on your writing, it's like, you know that I know that my stories from 10 years ago, from five years ago, they are not my best work. They're not horrible, but my most recent stories have been my best work because I just keep getting better at my craft and I keep growing as a writer. And it's okay for me to say that my stories are good, just like it's okay for anybody else to say my stories are good. Now, if my critique partners read it and said, this story is not good, then I would be forced to really take a look at the story and see that it is not good. But when I received this rejection the other day, I just read it and I was like, it was a really nice rejection. I appreciated them taking the time to put my information in there and, and just being so kind with their rejection. I, I'm always appreciative of a kind rejection in the way that you can be appreciative for a rejection. But I also got a little mad. I got a little pissed off because here we are, we're pouring our life blood into these stories. And it's it's for nothing, really. Sometimes it seems like, I, I know it's not for nothing, but sometimes it really seems like it's for nothing because there are so many other people doing exactly what we're doing. And it's just a lottery sometimes. I mean, most of the time it feels like it's a lottery to be published. I mean, now when you go to webinars, when you sit in on webinars, when you go to workshops, when you when you're trying to learn how to break into publishing and and even in my MFA business classes, what do we learn? We learn that really if you're not on pushing your agenda, which of course is you, you're not pushing your brand on people and trying to build this reputation before you even have anything of substance to offer. If you're going for traditional publishing, I'm not speaking for independently published people right now. Even though I am independently published, I am seeking traditional publication in my women's fiction. So I'm speaking specifically for traditional publishing right now. We are now told that we need to have a platform and we need to have, you know, a bunch of people who are following us. So we have all of these Twitter things, these follow loops, these Instagram follow loops. And really, they're kind of pointless because they're all just other writers. And if you're not able to really build relationships with 5,000 people who are writers and are probably not going to buy your work, then it's really 
pointless. At least that's how I feel about it. And if you have a different take on it and you're listening to this, let me know. Give me another way to look at it because, you know, right now it just seems fruitless to do these follow loops. So I don't really participate in them. And one of the things that really annoys me as much as I do appreciate being acknowledged is whenever I'm added to a list and I'm expected to follow everybody on that list back and I'm expected to retweet and I'm like, guys, I don't do this stuff. I'm not here to just build my people up to 5,000 followers. I am here to create a list of people who really want to know what I'm putting out there. And I'm going to tell you, I have 1,700 and some followers, which I appreciate every single one of them. But whenever I post something, I get maybe one or two likes. So those are the people that I have the closest relationship with on social media are the ones who do engage because they're the ones who want to see what I'm putting out there. And I've gotten off of the, (laughs) I've gotten a little bit away from the rejection, but it does always, it does all come back around because I just got so mad when I received that rejection that this just feels like it's all for not nothing because I'm still writing and I'm still loving my characters and I'm, I'm still improving. But as far as traditional publishing, I'm just like, what's the point? And then whenever I indie publish something, I'm like, I want the whole world to read my stuff. I don't need validation. I just want people to read my stories and enjoy them. I want to give that to the world. Not that my stories are the end-all be-all. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I think that a lot of writers can identify with what I'm saying here. Being traditionally published has always been my goal, which is why I am working toward that goal. But sometimes I just get so mad at the process because it doesn't matter how good I get at writing, at my craft. There are books being published every single day that break everything that I'm, I and all of the other writers who are trying to be traditionally published, passive voice, head hopping. I started a book the other day where I swear the woman is so repetitive in the first three pages. And this is published by a major publisher. And your editor couldn't go through and stop the repetition? I know how long it has been since you have been back home. I don't need you to tell me 35 times in the first chapter. Once is enough, guy. Once is enough. So, I don't mean to sound so horrible, because I know I do, but I'm just kind of fed up. I'm really fed up with the process. Here I am, trying to put out the best, absolute best work that I can put out. And then I read a a news story about a, a major author who practically plagiarized portions, possibly, I'm not I am not saying definitively, but it is coincidental how similar parts of the books are. So if, and, and, big time author published their book after smaller time author and big time author already had film rights, uh, already had, um, was already optioned for film before the book even hit the shelves. The smaller author was published months and months ago. Good book. Great book. Same topic. Just as interesting as the big guy. And what? Because the big guy has already had a couple of of books turned into film, this other person doesn't even get acknowledged. It's just, 
Oh, it's so frustrating, guys. And I, I'm, I don't want to go on about this and on about this because then it becomes a different kind of podcast. And really, I'm just here to give you my experience. Right now, my experience is I'm disenchanted. I, my goal since I was 13 years old was to be published by a big publishing house. That's been my goal since I was 13 years old. I started writing when I was 12. Didn't really catch on until I was 13. So not saying that my work was good. It was really horrible, as most beginning writers are. But when I was 13 years old, I knew I wanted to be traditionally published. And even though independent publishing has helped me to get my stuff out there, to get some titles out there, it's not enough for me because I have that goal, that one goal that I've been working toward for I don't want to give away how old I am, but I think you guys already know. So it's been a long time. <laughs> it's been over 20 years. It's almost been 30 years. So I am really disheartened and disenchanted by the fact that it's just a crapshoot, really. And I don't know if I'm one of those lucky ones. You know, this is why I don't play the lottery. I don't buy lottery tickets because you have a one and what? 33 or 300 million chance of winning this jackpot. And it feels like with traditional publishing, I have the same odds. So do I just keep writing and hope to one day be published traditionally? Or do I just keep writing and just keep publishing independently and hope that one day I get more than three people who read my books, <laughs> my stories? <laughs> it's perplexing. And I've gone on about it for long enough. And I am I do apologize if this has been too ranty. I promise next week I'm going to have something substantial put together, something that you can follow. And I, I'll even have a transcript. <laughs> but this week, I'm just fed up. I'm just, I'm just absolutely fed up with the process this week. And maybe that's why I haven't been productive at all. I mean, yesterday I did start a new book. I always, I always start by writing them, handwriting them in a journal. And I know by the time I get to a certain point, if I want to transfer them over to the computer and keep writing. So yesterday I started what could be a new book, a new women's fiction or upmarket fiction, really. And we'll see how it goes. I'm not sure. I'm just not sure at the moment what I'm going to do. If you have anything encouraging to say, I would appreciate it. If you would like for me to say anything encouraging and never do another one of these ridiculous ramblings again, let me know. I'll be happy to acquiesce. <laughs> for now, I'm just going to stop talking because I have been talking for quite some time, and I'm going to wish you guys a great rest of the week. This is Thursday. I think this is Thursday. Oh my gosh, let me find my phone. Yes, this is Thursday, October 17th. I will be back on schedule next week. I apologize for being out of sorts the last few weeks. <laughs> but these are the things that happen in the writing life. And this podcast is about the writing life. So that's all I've got for you. Happy writing. I hope that you will listen to me next week <laughs> when I am not complaining and maybe I'll have something important to say or just be able to give you a heads up on something else other than how disgruntled I am with the process. <laughs> All right. Well, have a super great rest of your week and I will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye for now. Happy writing.